I could go off on a rant right now about my job, but you don't want to do hear it. about yeah, it. Let's do it. Yeah, no, man, it's fine. This is... I've come to the conclusion that this is decompression hour as much as, as video game hour. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like, even if we're going to talk about the the Game Gear Mini today... <sighs> <laughs> ranting Why? about the game gear mini is as much just about us <laughs> blowing, <laughs> off steam. blowing off steam about everything else you know what i mean yeah all right what episode number is this it's uh it's steel reserve episode okay you're gonna have to lead in the episode now because i don't know what that means so okay enjoy that Michael, hello, welcome to the podcast, episode what? 211, a high gravity episode, if you will. 211, okay. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> JJ gets it, this this guy gets it. What did you say this was? Steel what? Steel reserve. Steel reserve. I am... Andy, how much, how much experience do you have with malt liquor? Clearly oh, not enough. Oh. Is Steel Reserve like a Colt 45? Yeah, Steel Reserve is a, a competitor to Colt 45, but okay. on the side of the cans and bottles, they have the number 211 printed. Do they? Mm-hmm. Yes. So is Steel Reserve That's an that's a Californian thing. It's got to be. No. I'm just wondering cuz everybody around well, no. 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 Steel Reserve is like a huge national brand okay yeah. they're owned by miller right oh i don't know yeah i, I said no they're, they're yeah, one of the big sense. ones anyway anybody everybody anyone that i ever knew that drank malt liquor always drank colt 45s colt 45 is like the classic i think the only reason i ever knew well to be fair the only reason any i the only reason anyone i ever knew drank uh malt liquor in general is just because cheap and high alcohol yeah edward 40 hands Yep. Yeah, that that reason also. Um, <laughs> but Steel Reserve was always like, our alcohol percentage is higher. <laughs> that was the whole marketing. One of the people that I enjoyed spending time around the most in college drank malt liquor for fun. Uh, so some people do like it. Oh, they're yeah. very popular. They sell a lot. I mean, so yeah, it's not they, like they sell a ton because they're cheap and they get the job done. I like that we already started off with food. Hey, JJ, I didn't mention that you were here. <laughs> oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> I'm Andy. Welcome back to the podcast. I like that we start off with food now because I've got another one for you guys. Is this as much of a food crime as last time? Uh, no, but I I want to. This is the detective. This is a detective moment. I'm going to uncover food crimes. What do you put on a waffle? I mean, go. I, one one of two ways usually either butter and syrup or fruit and whipped cream. Okay, what I feel about like those are the the standard answers? What about whipped cream and syrup? I have done that. Okay, I mean, I'm not like gonna hate. I don't really like whipped cream on waffles that much, but I accept that a lot of people like it, and that's fine. I think the weird combination to me is is fruit and syrup, like maple syrup. Why is fruit and maple syrup? weird 
I do that every morning. When we make, if I make a pancake, it's got syrup and blueberries for sure. Yeah, I guess if I may, it's it's strange. If I make like fruit in the pancakes, then I'm fine putting syrup on it. But if I have like fresh fruit over the top, oh yeah, I prefer just the fruit or like a little bit of whipped cream, strawberries, powdered sugar, some or there you go, powdered sugar. Yeah, some uh, well, powdered sugar is half of whipped cream, right? Depending on how you make it, I'm just not a big fan of powdered sugar. Wait, time out. How do you make whipped cream without powdered sugar? You just whip the cream. Cream, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think that's don't how it, you, it got its name. No, I know, but don't you <laughs> need the powdered sugar has like a little bit of uh, what is that baking powder? Soda powder? I mean, you, you can just don't... throw some of that in or le- use lemon juice. I think. Yeah, you can use lemon juice. You don't actually need it. It'll it'll still it'll whip. Eat, it'll yeah, it'll keep peaks on its own. Oh, throw an egg in there. Yeah, egg also. Yeah, you're almost White. a meringue at that point. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I could eat a meringue tartar, on a waffle. Is, cream of tartar, I think, is the what a lot of recipes will use for it too. Meringue on a waffle would be good. Oh, uh, what about like a like a preserves situation on a waffle or a pancake? Like fruit sure. as sure, yeah. syrup. Yeah, apple yep. butter. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yep, Michael. But we haven't talked about the most important thing to put on a waffle or mayonnaise. a pancake. No, get out. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, not mayonnaise. Hold on. No, waffle, peanut butter. Peanut butter. sandwiches. Oh, well, now if you're talking savory waffles, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's still a topping. Hold on. Peanut butter is not that great on a waffle. It gets too deep. Oh, yes, it is. Peanut butter crevices. is amazing. Okay, peanut hold on, butter what? and maple syrup is the ultimate combo. <sighs> no, not yes. as a combo. Yes, together. You gotta have jelly. Like maybe if no, as bread, no. but you'd have to be, it has to be an ego then, because if it's a Belgian, it's going to be too deep. That's too much peanut. No, butter. no, that's why that's what you want. That's what you want. <laughs> that's too much peanut uh, butter. You're a madman. No. Have you, have you, maybe, but no his opinions on candy in the last month? Hold on. You're, you're the Twizzler guy. You will not, <laughs> you will not throw him under the bus for this. No, I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm saying that his, his feelings on peanut butter have been clearly established. I understand. But like, there's a breaking point for peanut butter here and filling a Belgian square. If you did like Is, a checkerboard, yeah. maybe. You just take the, you take the knife, you get the peanut butter on it and just kind of wipe it across the top of the waffle and then you pour maple syrup on top of that. Okay, I think we've missed the best topping, which is fried chicken. Fried chicken, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair. You know what? Yes, absolutely, we all, yes. We all come together there. <laughs> fried fried chicken and maple syrup on waffles is unbelievably good. God bless the person who did that first, because they have saved all of us. I miss Roscoe's. I think you can get Roscoe's to go. You can. It's not the same. I just I haven't had it in forever. It's not the but same. Yeah, also, like I don't even know where one is. It's really far for me. It might be well. The closest one to you you. is the one by Disneyland now. Yeah, yeah. So Disneyland Uh, at least is not ludicrously far from you. Still far. No, it's not that bad. I just it's one of those two two things that has to be fresh. I discovered the other thing. Michael is uh, pan fry, pan roast, pan roast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not doesn't travel. Yeah, it reheats okay if you don't mix the rice in, but it's it's best to just like have it slab down in front of you and dig in. Well, there's just there's a lot of uh, experimenting right now on what you can take to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and uh, discovering which ones you can and can't. Paella travels if they, un- if yeah, they par cook it a little bit, you know. But mm-hmm. pan roast did not so good. Okay, uh, we ordered a fancy dinner uh, last weekend. Yeah, weekend before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Time is a circle. I don't know how anything. Time works. is a flat circle. We should find some uh, own star and do that live. Whatever kind of whatever okay. kind of circle it is, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, there was like a whole bunch of fancy items on the menu this week, and it was like, you know what, chicken liver pate, easy, right? You can transport that, no Did problem. Travel. Yeah, great. Okay, all right. Yeah, just keep it cold and yeah. Uh, however, like, uh, like brisket. Okay. That not, not too bad when you reheat that. It's not ideal, no, but it's I'd not rather, bad. Mm, brisket though is one of those things that I would rather, if I took it to go, it was hot when I got it. I'd rather oh, it's not, eat it, it. It was not hot when we got it. Oh, interesting. Cause they a lot make of brisket, it to be reheated. Okay. Got oh, it. Okay. okay. That's better because if I got a hot brisket to go, I would just eat it whatever temperature it was when I got home and not try to heat it again. Right, yeah, it, it it comes cold. Oh man! And yeah, it was it was fine, not bad, totally good. Uh, but then they had like this lamb seasoned lamb dish, which was really good. But like, ah, uh, the reheat on it was kind of. I feel like I, I would have loved that if I had eaten it in the restaurant, and when I ate it at home, it was only like good instead of being unbelievable. Yeah, lamb I feel like should be should be served on the rarer side and so reheating it I imagine might overcook it a little bit. Yeah, very possible what happened there. Okay. Anyway, so like you know, it's a, who knows, man. You get all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a pate to go before. I've never seen a pate to go ever. Guaranteed. Brave new world. Yeah. Some of it's pretty I'm not, good. I'm not going to say the phrase, JJ. Thank you. Uh oh. Okay. I really like our food minute at the beginning. Um, Quick update on my computer. Okay. I've run out of USB ports. I may have to get an expansion card. You can just get one of those USB hubs. Do those work was going to be my question. And, and yeah, I mean, they work. Good lead in. <laughs> of course they work. The question is like, what do you need it for? And like, how much throughput are you using? Mm-hmm. Because in some cases, right, you might get, you might be in trouble with trying to fill all those ports and then blast stuff downstream with them. If I got a USB, let's say two or three, that everything I'm plugging into it is USB two, and I plug it into a USB three, is that like helpful or does it not matter? I mean, the data rates are limited by the end device there. So if it's USB three all the way through and you're plugging in a USB two, you probably are giving yourself some overhead there, I guess. But I mean, at the end of the day, it probably isn't going to matter, right? Like, you're not saturating a USB line when you have headphones plugged into it or whatever. <laughs> and maybe, you know, if you're trying to like, I don't even think a microphone would do it. I have no idea what you would need to do or like if you, a hard drive or something plus headphones plus something else. Maybe you might be talking okay. too much, but As I'm staring at my capture, my Elgato capture 
machine. Yeah, so like something and like I'm that. I'm also staring at my stream deck and all these other things I still haven't plugged in. And I have yeah, one so like, open USB port. <laughs> yeah, so, so, okay. So something like the Elgato, right, where you're using a lot of data, that nice. goes straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. But, you know, something like your headphones and your mouse and all this other stuff, you can plug that in where the heck ever. Who cares? Your keyboard even. That stuff doesn't matter. All right. In fact, you could plug your mouse, your keyboard, and your headphones all into the same hub, and then that's one that's one plug, you know, and then you have two free ones now. Yeah. This is where uh, I tell you that my headphones are on a analog connection, and so I'm still at oh, USBs great. without my headphones. <laughs> okay, well, I'm. But it's you, the one you thing I didn't point, really right? notice about this uh, little this little board, this you know, it's a mini AT or micro ATX, right? So it's got the limitations, and they decided to cut back on the USBs a little bit. Because I mean. I truly don't understand what it is you have plugged in then. Like you <laughs> have so many USB things. Like do you all your monitors have bonus USBs or something? On so them? Like, uh, use my those monitors then. do, but I don't use them. Uh, but are be- those cables plugged in? No, they're not because they're USB two and I get USB three pass through on my keyboard. So, Oh, we should talk about my keyboard in a second, but I get USB three pass through on the keyboard. So that takes two wires, one for the keyboard and one for the USB pass through. The mouse, the microphone. The... Okay, well, that's not really gaining you anything, then, is it? Like the USB pass through from the keyboard, you're not getting anything there, unless you have like your mouse plugged into it or something. I guess I could turn no, on, like unplug the pass through. Yeah, if if you're not using it, right? Yeah, good point. Or uh, else use it, and then there you go. That's a f- another free one. Yeah, that's true. I've got my Xbox controller adapter, my main desk my main desk speakers and the stream deck. And then I still have to plug in this Elgato. Yeah. So probably the stream deck and the Xbox and the mouse all could share on a hub. No problem. Got it. Okay. Cool. Speaking of keyboards. Uh, and even the keyboard too, maybe because like you're not going to be using the keyboard and the controller at the same time. Really? True. I could probably just plug the controller into the keyboard when I'm using it and unplug it. Oh yeah, that. actually. Yeah, Maybe. As long as the Bluetooth works, you know, depending yeah. on how that's facing. Oh, how powered it is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I got something for my keyboard, you guys. That maybe if people love mechanical keyboards, but not the sound of them. I actually like the sound of them, but uh, because we do a podcast and I sometimes have to type during the podcast. I got these little rings that I spent, you know, X amount of time. I don't want to say taking all my keycaps off. You he put, means a lot. He yeah, means a lot. That's what that, that's, that's what that means. No. Yeah. I took my keycaps off and put these rings around the stems and then put the keycaps back on and now it is moderately quieter. And also the travel of the button is much shorter. Because there's like a little rubber sure. thing on yep. it, right? Mm-hmm. Like a little gasket almost. I would suggest it if people are not into that sound. But what if you just bought one that was quiet to start with? Instead of buying a loud one and then putting these on them. I had specific requirements on my keyboard. Okay. Also, I'm just saying that that also is an option. Yeah, I couldn't find any of the there. ones with the cherry silver speed switches that fit the bill. Also, I don't know if OEM, if this keyboard's OEM or maybe slightly smaller, but it's much better than my Steel Series. Have you guys gotten new keyboards in a while? 
I have not. My keys. Mono price black cherry black is uh like six or seven years old. So okay, no. so are your keys inset into your keyboard? Like, is there a lip that raises up around the keys? No, absolutely not. They're like way raised up above the level of the keyboard. Same here. Oh, okay. This is my first keyboard that is like flat. Underneath the keys is a flat deck, so you can just sort of spray it out with air and all the stuff goes out the side. Huh. I, I can see the YouTube. I can that. see that. Yeah, that's certainly easier than like me having to turn it over. And right. I do not have to turn it, it over or anything else. Literally, it is a flat plane. The keys are raised off the plane. I can see the bottom of the switches, like literally where they connect to the connectors under all the keys. Hmm. I, I would did not notice off, that like, the bottom I... row of keys to see that. But yeah, I'll, I'll, that's like a really smart idea. Yeah, I'll send you a picture later. But uh, it's kind of a cool thing. I just took a press there and just straight through. Anyway, that's probably enough about keyboards. That's and cool. Component class. <sighs> is it hardware time? This is hardware hour. Let's talk about hardware. Yes, let's. Miniature okay. hardware. The miniature uh, train keeps rolling. Hey. How how big a Sega fans are you guys? I mean, I feel like this train passed my stop. <laughs> Not very, based on the pictures. Sega Game Gear Mini. First of all, I loved my Game Gear. I'm probably the only audience for this. <laughs> Because who had a Game Gear? I knew a couple kids growing up that had Game Gears. You weren't the only yeah, same one. Here. Okay, okay. All right. I game just, gear. what I don't understand about Mini. this is, like, what, who do they think their their target market is, one, and who do they, do they really think they'll be able to compete? So just compare it to the Switch. Why would I want to take a system for which I can swap in infinitely many games that also has a huge digital library and instead decide, no, you know what I want is four games and a healthy dose of nostalgia. This is a huge advertisement for that analog pocket is what this is. (laughs) I don't know that those are the same market at all, but I think that this thing is like, because, okay, so say you buy one of these, right? So first off, there are four different ones. They all have different games on them. And they are, like, really unbelievably small. Uh, there are four uh, different ones that have four that have different games? Because... Yes. yes. Oh, the games man. Are different. I just thought it was four different colors. No. Oh, no. The games on each one are different. And, and there's how, not overlap. It's different. Just straight-up different games. So if you want the one with piece? Sonic, you get the 50 bucks. 50 well, bucks 50 each. bucks Japanese. So if there's you want... A, there's a bundle price if you buy all four. If you yeah, want... You, get, you save, like, a little bit there. If you, but it, oh man. So if, so if you, you want the one with Sonic, you get the one with Sonic because the other ones don't have Sonic. Oh my goodness. And if you want, what what were some of the other ones? I forget what the other games were. Oh, I don't even the, remember now. Anyway, there's like, if you want the other super popular game, you have to get a different one. And if you want both, you got to buy both. No. Yes. So yeah. this is $200 if you want every Game Gear game that only only the games that came from Sega too, right? There's no outside games? Yeah, I didn't see like Contra or anything on I didn't there. See, so. I didn't see any of the like Star Wars ports or like, I don't know. I couldn't find anything that I really remembered other than the one or two Sonic titles I had. I think there was a Puyo, one of the Puyo Puyo games was on one of them. 
Yeah, there was a Puyo for sure. Gunstar oh. Heroes, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Gunstar Heroes. It was a big deal because it was hard to get Gunstar Heroes in the U.S. Okay. Um, one of, Wasn't one of them just, like, all Shining Force games? It could be. Uh, there was definitely, like, a couple Shining Forces on one of them, I think. Oof. $200. So that's why Michael said there's a little... There's a little bundle you get, and you get a slight discount there. Did you hear about the other bundle they're selling for this in Japan only so far? The the hardware bundle. The uh, yeah, the cases only with pins. Yeah. This is a. I don't know if you saw this, JJ. If you love the Game Gear Mini so much, but you don't want to spend all the money on it, but you want a collector's item, how about you buy the shells and a pin on a pin board that it comes mounted on for each of the games in each of the shells nah dog i'm good you could mount it on your wall are we going to talk about the 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 real hardware accessory though the magnifying glass (laughs) giant magnifying glass that you put over the front of it because it's so freaking tiny that they needed to make it bigger but they didn't do that instead they made a magnifier which is unbelievable that is a throwback (laughs) though because i didn't have one but i knew people that had magnifying glasses for their game gears yeah the game the more proving the point that it was ridiculous to start with Uh, yeah i'm not saying you're wrong the main problem with the Game Gear was that you needed like a hundred AA batteries to run it in the car. Yeah, it yeah. was portable, so, but only in that like technical sense. <laughs> yeah, this one this one runs off of two AAAs, but it still runs on batteries. Uh, again, is that a nostalgia throwback? They're trying to like remind people. I don't. I don't know why you would do that. I guess you could just recharge the AAAs. Well, Easier? so that, that part confused me because it says it charges over USB but can also run off two AAA batteries. So does it have it has both, a spot right? for batteries and an internal that battery? That means it's got to have both. It must, yeah. yeah. That internal battery must be really dinky then. Yeah, because why would you, you want to burn through AAAs? I don't know. I don't have an answer for most of why this is going to exist. This thing looks so... I cannot emphasize how unbelievably small it is. Like, it looks like it would fit in the palm of my hand. It looks like a play date. And a play date is meant to be that tiny because you play the game with a crank. I I don't think it would be comfortable to use the D-pad and both buttons. Like, I think I would, if I used my thumb, I would be constantly hitting both A and B. There. Or cramping your thumb because you'd have some sort of weird claw grip. Right? Yeah, like, how like could I, I you have a problem it? holding the switch? And, like, the Joy-Con buttons being too small. True. It's why the Pro Controller is so much more comfortable to use for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm a handheld switcher, but that's fine. Yeah. I think the, like, it's, it's half, like half the size of a standard cell phone. Oh, my gosh. It's th- just, just over three inches long. That's too. That's just ridiculous. I, you and know, the screen funny? is not even the whole size of the thing. It's like way oh, smaller no, than that. The screen, the screen is, a, is like a. It's a third of the. Yeah, it's like a. No, my God. All three it's of no. us agree, and everywhere on the internet, I'm seeing that people are super excited for this. Wait, did you say we're excited for this? No, that's I'm not saying true. all three of us agree that we are like in in shock on this thing. Oh, and, I, and we are apparently. I don't know what outliers. part of the internet you're looking at, man. 
<laughs> all the parts of the internet I'm looking at are people are like, why would you do this? Okay, maybe it's just pay me- paid media or something. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, like, people talk about it because it's new and interesting and, like, yeah. these little consoles seem to do well. But, like, man, this doesn't seem like a thing that I want at all. Not no. really to me either, no. Yeah, well, at the moment, you can't get it unless you're... Well, you won't be able to get it unless you speak Japanese. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's true, right? They haven't talked about a Western release yet. Yep. Huh. So, pay $50 in whatever $50 in Japanese is. Plus to uh, send it here. Plus, yeah, shipping, which they won't really want to do, probably. Probably not. Woof. Woof. (laughs) I don't have much to say about it. The only thing this made me want was to not have sold my original game gear and to get the analog pocket (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like i don't know why i'm not the market for something like this when it was like it seems targeted to the people that would have owned them there's just something not i don't what's it choices are bizarre man i just i remember looking at it and being like okay there's a sonic game on here all right yeah obviously you get sonic right yeah Okay, I'm sure they got like Outrun or something. That's a popular Sega game, right? So they probably got that or something. And it's like a bunch of Shining Force games. What? Like I like Shining Force two. <laughs> I only I, I forget which one. I only played one of them. But you only need Gunstar one. Heroes is cool because it was a cool game and hard to get and like kind of anime. Uh, Poyo, I guess. I don't know. And then like a bunch of other nameless games I can't even think of. What are you doing? This isn't going to sell units over here. No one cares about that. I wonder if they did anything beyond putting their games on it or the, or even tried to. I, I don't want to speak whether they tried to or not because I don't know. But you'd want to have tried to license something from, I don't know, they had like Looney Tunes games on this like, thing. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't you get those Bugs? games? Yeah, the Disney uh, or the Lion King one or that Aladdin one or I'm trying to remember what other like Genesis uh, Mortal Kombat. Like what are some like really great old Genesis games like that? I remember that Mortal Kombat one being a big deal. I don't know, man. I don't know what. But yeah, like, you know, why wouldn't you get something, you know? Made a lot of Super Nintendo ports for the Game Gear. At hmm. the time, like a lot of recartridged Super Nintendo ports came over. Well, didn't 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 the Game Gear just play Genesis games? It was just no. The that's same. the you're thinking of the Nomad. Ah, you're right. I am. I had one of those too. <laughs> the Nomad was better because it just played Genesis games. I guess. Genesis yeah. games are cool, but the Game Gear was its own little weird thing, and it was cool because it had tiny little cartridges that played games that was like, oh, you have your SNES at home, but I'm playing Super Star Wars on my little Game Gear here. Ha ha ha. But I think I just don't know any games that came out on the Game Gear. I think that's just what it is. Jungle Strike? I I heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> They had a lot Let's of those see. strike games on there. Anyway, it was a it was a game system that got a lot of cross platform games, and I don't understand. Wouldn't you want to go try to get them? 
any of them. Maybe yeah. not Aladdin, maybe not the Lion King, because then they just re-release those for Switch. I think they yeah, yeah. as a as a two game bundle. So maybe maybe they can't get those. But I pff, come on, they're not going to license that old Looney Tunes game to you if, if you asked. Okay, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Where was that? Yeah, <laughs> sure. They had a bunch of Sega knockoff Tetrises for that system. Where are those? Where are those? Yeah, if you're going to do something like this, why not just go deep in the well, right? Pull out random stuff that people can't find anywhere else. Yeah, so that's, uh-huh. that's why like Gunstar Heroes is a great one, right? Because sure, that game was yeah. hard to get and like is beloved by uh, some segment of people. And yeah, that's like a perfect one for this. But like, you know, why not put like a baseball game on there or... I'm sure like a, a soccer game or something, you know, like mm, yeah, something like baseball, that. Uh, King Griffey baseball or something like that. I don't know if you can yeah. still get King Griffey baseball, but I know maybe not. I don't know, but yeah, there you go. Something weird. What a weird thing. Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu. That was also on the uh, Super Nintendo. Bro, name a Super Nintendo game that wasn't made by Nintendo. I'm sure it got ported to the Game Gear. Sure. <laughs> I'm being facetious, but also it's kind of true. No, nah, yeah, I'm sure they did. But yeah, like Mortal Kombat. I'm pretty sure Mortal Kombat was on the Game Gear. I swear to... I feel like I played it. Yeah. You should put Mortal Kombat on there. Yeah. Where's that? I'm sure they would license that. Maybe not for the price Sega wants to pay. I wonder how the Genesis Mini did. I guess it did fine because they're selling Game Gear Minis. I don't know that those two things need to both be true. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they would do, if they decided that there was money to be made with a Western release, would they do what Nintendo did and shuffle up the game line up a little bit? Yeah, I so wonder. Because, like, no one over here is paying for Poyo and, like, three Shining Force games plus a Sonic or whatever. No. Maybe they shuffle which ones are on which systems, and if you want only the Sonic games, you get the black one. If you want only Shining Force, you get the red one. Yeah, something, man. I don't know. Because maybe a Game Gear Mini, if you can only hold four games, which, why can it only hold, like, four games? No reason. Because uh, <laughs> I have a micro... What am I looking at right here? I've got a micro uh, SD card right here that's five twelve gigabytes. <laughs> That so, might be a better name for this, the the Game Gear Micro. Game Gear Micro. There you go. It still could hold 512 gigabytes worth of data, I'm sure. Yeah. Guaranteed. The, uh, the, there's no reason to do that, except that they didn't want to pay more for bigger-sized memory chips. That's the only reason. And those memory chips are cheap, let me tell you. <laughs> so there's, like, it's really cutting edges. Yeah. I, it's arbitrary, though, because there's, like... 20 games versus four games there's almost no memory chip difference there in these size games right oh yeah like in, the in operating terms system of the, takes the off size the room that's the size of the rom and the emulator or whatever yeah the games are tiny yeah oh, yuck and that's all i have to say about that all right so let's talk about a more positive reimagining of something old yay that I haven't played, but I want to talk about anyway because it's rad. <laughs> Y'all see this C&C Command & Conquer Remastered Collection? 
I I have seen the ads for this. I did. Uh, I had an interesting experience with EA today. Uh, Oh. I did, yes. Great. Let's hear. <laughs> is there is there any other do kind? We, do we want to go off on this tangent before before CNC, or do we want to? Well, see- I was about to say something good about EA, so oh. let's not because I. <laughs> oh no, uh, bro! Hold on, I'm gonna support you. EA had now a that very, is truly a surprise. I had a very interesting experience with EA today that I thought was going to be bad, and it ended quite well. Uh, I was going through my office. I'm cleaning stuff out. I found in a drawer my uh, collector's editions that I had saved of Dragon Age Origins. And my collector's edition that I had saved of Spore. Oh, wow. I haven't thought about that game in forever. Old school. Yeah. And the inside the Spore Collector's Editions were stashed my CD keys from the two expansions for that game as well. And on a whim, I thought to myself, I bet this doesn't work. But I I pumped open Origin, tossed in that Dragon Age Origins CD key, and bam, it's in my Origin account. Oh, I mean, absolutely it should be, right? You paid for that, so... they better friggin' honor that key. Sure, but it didn't work for sport. <laughs> no. E- okay. Uh-huh. Uh, it- so I, I will tell you that uh, I also own a physical copy of Dragon Age. It may be the last physical PC game I ever bought. I did the same thing at some point in the past and added it to my Origin account. Oh, okay. So I don't know when that. I don't know when I did that, Yeah. but at some point I did. So I tried to redeem all those CD keys for Spore. And uh, I got weird errors, and then, like, it would pause for a long time and then be like, this has already been redeemed. And it was one of those things where I'm like, are you are you telling me it's been, it's been redeemed because your system put it into the system and then glitched itself? Because how would they have been redeemed, right? Contact EA Support, who uh, surprisingly got back to me very quickly in a chat, and... The guy says, type in the keys. Okay, I type in the keys. Yeah, these are showing redeemed in your account. You should just clear the cache. They'll show up. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's not how these systems work, but okay. I'll do whatever you want to say do here. So we clear out the cache. And uh, no, they're still not there. He's like, Oops, well, your whole profile was deleted. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and there goes all your games, including uh, what the whole impetus of me opening this was, which was Command and Conquer. Uh, I then was proceeded to be told that, no, they're in your account. So, like, I got to research what to do here. <laughs> like, great. Here we okay. go. No, no research. Uh huh. Five minutes later, he's like, look in your account. Look at my account. There are all the Spore games. So, hey, I don't know what he did. I'm not going to ask questions. But, Nicole, you are the cool. Turn on the Spore machine. <laughs> Boot it up. I don't, I don't know that I'll ever play it. But I'm cleaning my office out, and I'm staring at this thing, and it's like, this holds no value to me. I haven't seen it in five years. It's been in a box and then in a drawer. I should just get rid of junk. You should play Dragon Age Origins. That game is great. I mean, I'm very glad. It being in my Origin account now 
makes it much, much, much more likely that I will probably do that this year at some point because I don't think I ever finished it. And like you said, Solid that game, game is great. Uh, yeah, that game is good. It, it was and very then, fun. You don't need to, and then don't play Dragon Age two. That game is bad. I heard that, or Inquisition, maybe Inquisition. Might uh, be I haven't bad. played Inquisition because I hated Dragon Age two so much. Okay. Well, so that ended as a good experience, and it started as an experience of l- opening up my Origin account because I had found these things, and then seeing the Command and Conquer ad when I opened Origin, and then me promptly installing my old copies in my Origin account of cnc which i haven't tried i was going to try tonight but we should talk about the re re remastered remastered collection remastered collection and this is the original command and conquer plus red alert the best yep still the best and all of the like expansions for both of those things nice I mean, I want to make sure that I'm right about that. But yeah, that's the that's the idea, basically. So you get all of the weird like expansion units, like the Tesla tanks and weird crap they added later that was good. But the thing that's really amazing that they did is they took the old FMVs and upscaled them to 4K. It looks amazing. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how know. they did this. Yes. So like... People were saying, like, oh, they probably just ran it through a, like, you know, the AI upscaler thing. Doesn't work. But then I don't, yeah, you can't it go, doesn't look this good. You can't go a, a thousand <laughs> well, so it, times you as can. many pixels. You can. Some of those AI things are pretty good, but they don't look this good. So they must have had original footage somewhere and, like, found, like, a videotape of it and redigitized it or something. Because it is, like, the videos, if you go watch the, the Man, the best thing about we those are games in an is the age ridiculous now, though, campaign videos. We're and those a... videos look great. Yeah. <laughs> for, you know, consider like it now looks like a really low quality B movie, which you couldn't see before because it was pixelated, so it looked nice, you know, like oh, like hey, this is like a high quality production. Now you can see like, nah man, this was you know, not a high quality production. <laughs> you know what's funny about it too is like the third of a second that the audio is off in those movies used to make sense because it was like this is pixelated and like a weird transmission-y thing yeah so they're, the, they're the transmitting it to off. the commander or whatever and now it's a 4k image and you're like the audio's off <laughs> why is he speaking now but his mouth is slightly delayed. slightly <laughs> like delayed slightly yeah. Delay. yeah that weird delay is still there i don't know if they just left it or didn't resync it or but we're at the age now of like if they filmed that stuff the storage of those things on tape, I am shocked if they did get good tape because tape transfer at this point is starting to to grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know for a fact a lot of tape transfer from that era is not holding up well, especially if it wasn't cold stored. So yeah. props to whatever system they used, even if it was the AI, that would blow my mind. I don't know. Uh, okay, so CNC one, whatever. Red Alert or Starcraft. You have to pick one, and the other one goes in the waste bin. Man, ooh, I know. 
I asked the question because I don't want to answer it. <laughs> I I still might lean StarCraft, but picking that over Red Alert's hard. Yeah, I played so much more Red Alert than I did of StarCraft at the time. That's what I'm thinking is I, I played more Red Alert, so I'm going to have to go with it, even though I love StarCraft 1. I really like StarCraft 2 quite a bit. I played 100 hours of that game, too. I love StarCraft 1. I've played it through many times, but I still think I've probably spent more time in Red Alert. Yeah. Wow. And I still... I. To this day, hadn't gone back to it, and now I'm just staring at this thing. I'm like, I gotta. Do I try the old one first, or do I just go straight to the remaster? Like, so you can switch between them. No. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can toggle. The, the gra- yeah, you can. Uh, in single player, you can do it. Yeah. Oh man. Because it's literally the same game. I mean, the engine underneath it. They even open sourced the the code for the the game part of the game. Really, like not the engine part of the game, but the game part. If like the, uh, the yeah, units like the, and stuff. The yeah, the playing and the units and stuff. Oh, okay. So if you want, so like they like they essentially allowed mod support. So if you want to go in and edit the values, so your Tesla tank does a million damage and Tanya's are invincible or whatever, you can just go in and edit those numbers. It's available. Is that so that people can just make maps and stuff? Queer, weird. Yeah, or like edit their own units into the game and and like allow it to do, you know, change the AI, build your own maps, build, you know, mods, whatever you want to do with a mod. I don't know. People do all kinds of crazy stuff. Wow. Uh, Also, apparently, there's a whole bunch of B-roll stuff that they found, making of photos and unreleased music. Cool. Which I honestly maybe want to watch the B-roll more than the game. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way that four hours of B-roll four hours? isn't amazing. That's what this says. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. It's, well, maybe that includes the music. The it's got to be. Also. Yeah. But anyway, that's but, still awesome. Oh, man. It, Just imagine this like, is the take right. where Kane, you see Kane on the green screen reading his lines, and he flubs it and starts laughing. <laughs> 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 it's like, it can't be not funny. Oh, man. See, this is the nostalgia thing, right? Take something, something small, not something as big of an idea as a whole console. Take something small and really give it to someone that loves it and put the work in and like, yep, this is on my to buy list. Guaranteed. Yeah. They re-recorded a bunch of the music. They got the original actors back to re-record most of the voice lines. No. That's what they're saying. (laughs) Wow. Now then that has that delay has to be intentional then. I mean, yeah, they probably could have fixed it but didn't because that's how it was in the original footage. Yep. Wow. Cool. I'm so into this. I'm so into it. Speaking of Good job. Good job, EA. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Maybe this anyway, is the and, EA and it's turnaround. Cheap too. Right? I think it's like I think it's like twenty bucks. Cheap. That's cheap. The EA turnaround has come. Uh, yeah, EA is also putting out a bunch of their games on Steam again now. So, like, there's a whole bunch of games on Steam that didn't used to be there. And GOG. EA has a huge category. By the way, the GOG sale is going for a few more days, even if, as you hear this. Uh, and the EA has a big old section on there. Here's the, here's EA games, and they're here and now, and they're on sale. Enjoy. Yep. Speaking of those Dragon Age games you don't want to play. Yep. 
And, well, hey, uh, one of them is Origins, and it's $5 for the Ultimate Edition. And hey, if you were me and owned a copy of Dragon Age 2 on Steam before they delisted it, now you can go... Your game is now na- labeled Dragon Age 2 Retired. You can go to the actual Dragon Age 2 page now, which exists and didn't used to, and add that to your account for free. Wait, what? Okay, yeah. I gotta go back in here because... If you own Dragon Age 2 on Steam... Uh-huh. Before they delisted it and I don't, stopped selling it. But I'm curious about Mass Effect. So you would own a game if you if you did, you would now own a game called Dragon Age Two Parentheses Retired. <laughs> and you can go to the actual Dragon Age Two page huh. and add it to your account for free and uh you will have it because it's the same game. They didn't change anything about it. Sure enough, Mass Effect is here. And I have Yeah, it. if you if you owned Mass Effect on Steam, uh you should be able to do the same thing. I can I download imagine. it again. Mm-hmm. Weird. <laughs> I think you were always able to download it, but the difference is there's a real working repository for it, like a real store page where there wasn't before. Oh, okay. Yeah, here's a store page. The difference is I don't know why they changed the store page for Dragon Age 2 because the other copy, I assume, still worked. But Huh. What a weird thing. Yeah, I, I would love to know. I wish... I wish we were journalists, you guys. <laughs> I want to know. I want somebody to tell me behind the scenes a little bit of like how this came to be with the whole EA is back kind of thing. Like eh, we're gonna we're gonna relist I mean, everywhere. It's got to be money changing hands somewhere, right? Sure, but does that mean yeah. that Origins not that advantageous? What does it mean? I don't know. No idea. Uh, I think someone must have just run the numbers and made a financial case for it. Valve did say they're changing the rules about like how their cut works versus games that sell like large amounts of copies at some point, right? Also, they must have changed the rules enough that it affects EA. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that suddenly it was worth EA's time. Mm. Got it. Cool. Uh, can we talk about strategy for a sure. minute? What, what since kind of strategy? Since we're already talking about strategy, <laughs> uh, it is not a good strategy apparently to play Civ at a high difficulty. Yeah, the game gets really hard, and not have an army. Uh, I mean, what is a high difficulty? Mm, two down from the top. Yeah, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I I tried. Do you think two down from the top was going to be like a fun time? Well, I mean, I wanted to try harder because like that space victory on f- three or four down from the top, I waltzed to the win. So the game is like, uh, I mean, they're in numbers, right? I think it goes from like one to ten. I believe you're right. Or they and name ten, them, actually. It's like deity yeah, it's, and king. And... Yeah, but they have numbers. People sure. know what the numbers are. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> and and 10 is like insane, and the computer cheats unbelievably hard. And then they cheat slightly less until you get all the way down to like three or four, where you're exactly even. The Got problem it. is that the computer AI is bad, and humans are smart. So giving them an advantage doesn't help because they're not good. Oh, and so eventually at some point the cheating becomes so bad they just straight up get like more units and more gold and more happiness and more everything than you. 
or not happiness. That's sorry. That's Civ Five. But in Civ Six, it's something like that, right? Amenities. They just get free things that make their cities work. When if you took that city over and had the same stuff, your city would be in chaos. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to win on the high difficulties. Well, these computers sure. sure built a lot of mounted units out of the horses I traded them very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then ran over my borders with them for no reason at all. Literally no reason. We were in the middle of good trade negotiations. We were in the middle of being allies and the only two people on the board that would liked each other. And then all of a sudden they just went and took over my capital and boy, way faster than Civ five. Do you lose your cities? So you get a, uh, they still have to attack it, right? And you have a, like, base attack from the city. Yeah. But unless you have been upgrading it, that attack is pretty weak. And also, your city can't be... Civ 6 doesn't have the ability, especially on the higher difficulties, to, like, recover like you could in Civ 5. So... Do you mean recover? Like, oh, I got attacked. Here's, I I can force out like units from my other cities really fast and get them over there and fight back and win. So at some point you can buy units with gold immediately, right? Yeah. But but like eventually, yeah, the, uh, either the prices are higher or something. It doesn't really matter, but they also have that new, um, like encircling your city, sieging your city thing where your city loses health and it doesn't gain it back and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you're surrounded on multiple sides. I think that's true for any unit. If you have, like, three units around it and no friendly units, it's like... Yeah, I forget how that works. But, like, flanked, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. You gotta gotta build some some defenses, my man. No kidding. (laughs) Uh, Man, I really... I just don't understand, like, the behavior of of the other civs sometimes just doesn't make sense. And... They're not there to be your friend. Yeah, but like, also faith only units is kind of weird. So like, yeah, yeah I could faith, buy the faith only units are generally like, unless you're doing faith stuff, they can't really fight for you though. Yeah, they right because like they're there they're was religious a units. units that they said I could buy with faith, and I was like, why? I don't have any. But oh no, but you can buy like priests and stuff to go around and spread your faith. That's yeah. the whole point of them. You can go convert their cities to your faith, and then they like you more. Yeah. I just really don't like that they could, the computer can just break. It's like, don't spy on me. Don't attack me. You can't. So like this person attacked me, right? They surprise attack me. And because we, someone was surprised attacked in the fight, you can't negotiate for 10 turns. Like, well, that's just true in general, though, because otherwise you declare an attack and then cancel it a turn later and declare an attack and cancel it a turn later. That's well, like but, not. But why can't I like try to negotiate with that person immediately? Like, whoa, you overran my borders. Hold up. Like, what do you want? I can they, we can negotiate here. Or am I just I am think... I am I? Yeah, in a normal game, of, like 10 yeah. turns is not that long. So, OK, well, am I just gamifying it too much? Is that the way the world works? People would just overrun your borders and you wouldn't be able to negotiate. I guess so. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That's a weird game. I think I think that I think that the Civ games and a lot of games like this have always had the like if you declare war, you're stuck in a war for a while. You can't just well, like it, undeclare war but if immediately. You, if you have war declared on you, you can't do anything about it. That's the thing that bothers me a little bit. 
Okay, well, the same restriction applies to the attack E as the attacker, right? If they can't undeclare war, you can't settle the war. Otherwise, it's the same situation. Yeah, it's just weird to be the attacky and not be able to do much of anything. And it takes like five turns before the World Congress is willing to step in. And by then, even if you denounce the other people and everyone says they're going to come to your aid, you've already lost two cities. And Bro, they you don't, can't count on the AI to help they you. They also don't ever no. send units to try to help you. No. It's no. like, what? what did we do no. this for? But again, maybe that's the real world, I guess. Wars, look, I'm just going to tell you this. And this is true in Civ 5, too, so you should have known better. But wars in Civ, if you ask the AI for help, and they're like, yeah, let's do it, man. You are lucky if they fight one battle ever. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. Most of the time, they'll kind of prance around in their, their side or near the enemy or whatever and don't ever bother to fight the only benefit is that then they are locked for an x amount of turns into being your ally and can't backstab you yes getting a defensive what's a defensive packs or whatever set up also make the ai less likely to attack you because the ai has to think about the ai AI attacking them (laughs) even though it never actually will true fair point (laughs) okay we got to lead it out. I think JJ and Michael, you guys may have listened to the Star Wars pod by now. I heard there were some comments. <laughs> Possibly about the gameplay. Questions? Concerns? Do we still like Star Wars? I mean... I never liked it as much as you guys to begin with, so I don't know that that's like. <laughs> Clearly, uh, Ken was the perfect person for you to talk with this about because y'all talked about some stuff I didn't even know was a thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 100% agree with that. Oh, okay. This is related to a TV show that I like barely knew existed. Cool, 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 Mm-hmm. But I think the, the thing that was interesting to me is the it, you guys talked about the, the gameplay and the combat and how, you know, like you definitely talked about like how it's sort of Dark Souls-y, but I don't think you and Ken have ever actually played Dark Souls. No, no. And so that's based on our knowledge of what the Dark Souls systems are. Yeah. And the the thing you get in Dark Souls at some point is the ability to warp between bonfires, right? That's even in the first game. And then they expand it like it's pretty limited in the first game. There's a bunch of bon- only a select number of bonfires you can go to. Yeah. And in the later games, it's just like wherever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and and we talked about that a little bit before on this podcast. And I said, I wish they had it a, something similar. But they intentionally. Do- so in the first game, anyway, they don't give that to you until like a certain specific moment in the game. Sure. And basically like those games are an open world game, really. Which this game absolutely isn't, no. right? Because you're going to planets and there's a level there and then you kind of go off. But at a certain point they are because there's no way to get to the end of the game by skipping powers. Oh, maybe a speedrunner could do it or someone that could break the game. But like there's no way to advance the game beyond X point without going to go get force push. Right. 
So, at but I'm saying late, that the difference late, late. is you can't just like walk all the way back to the place where force push is. You have to load out and then load back in. And that creates like a different feeling, right? Than just like exploring the world, not knowing where to go, not sure which path to go down. I'll try this one. No, uh, that was wrong. I need to go over here. Okay. When you don't have that option because you're on this level, I guess I'm supposed to go here. Mm-hmm. Right. So like you had talked some, like you got stuck on some boss and it was like really hard, right? That's the, the part I'm referencing here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And never did it occur to you that like, oh, I shouldn't be here. I can just leave and go somewhere else. Which is the thing that occurs to you when you play Dark Souls and you go down this path into a graveyard and there's like a bunch of skeletons that murder the poop out of you. And you're like, <laughs> I need to not be here, man. This is bad. That happened to me a and, little and, bit. And then on... you turn around and you go up the stairs the other way. And hey, these these enemies are like fightable at my current state. Right. But that happened to me a little bit on Dathomir to point that out but i could fight my way through it right it took me a long grindy time but i eventually ran into the point that like and now i don't have the power to finish this planet and also i shouldn't have been here because the next planet that i should have gone to first is now much easier because i'm over leveled and in dark souls you can go fight those skeletons through that graveyard and go down and fight the boss down there even though you shouldn't be right right and it's the same thing but you have the option to just turn around and leave. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, you have to like go back to the ship and load out, which is a different feel. It feels like you're giving up, right? Yeah, absolutely. As opposed to feeling like, oh, I just should go explore somewhere else. Yeah, I got to leave this planet and go to a different planet. And that's like that's a way worse feeling, in my opinion, than just like, all right, I need to go explore the other direction. Uh, and so that like creates a... And by the time you get the warping power, you have explored so many different places. You know where this castle is. You've gone over here. You've gone down into these tombs. You've done all this other stuff. And then eventually you get this ability to warp and you're like, oh, thank God. I don't have to walk through the middle lake area 15 more times or whatever. Right. Well, here's an example for you of why I wish they had it. At some point in the game, you get the ability to swim down under the water rather than just on the top of the water. And the implication is then that you could go back to the very first planet and start to explore all the water and swim down under it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it takes you about 15 minutes to walk all the way to the water. Why, you know, I wish I could just jump to the water by using the thing at that point. Or like the water, the swimming is so atrocious. I kind of don't want to do it anyway. But, like, not having to walk the 15 minutes to do the atrocious swimming to find the chest I couldn't find earlier because I didn't have the ability to swim. And to then find out that the chest is just a cosmetic that doesn't matter. Uh, You already knew that in advance because there's no chests in the game. There's no chests in the game that hold anything that is not cosmetic. So, obviously, don't. We're not going to have that argument again because I agree with you and I didn't go back for all the cosmetics. I just, like. It feels to me like they tried to build a game that was feel like they, Yeah, they wanted this Absolutely. like Metroid feel. So you have like these powers where you go back and like can do all these cool things. But then they didn't have anything cool for you to do with them once they did that. They're like, check out all this sweet stuff. Let's just put some cool stuff in there for like cool secrets for people. What do we got? Uh, yeah. So like that's that's a bummer because like in Dark Souls you go back and it's like a it's a sweet sword and then you can use the sweet sword you know and it's like all right well it might be bad but at least it looks really cool it has like sharp spikes all over it or whatever sure 
there or like a, a helmet that looks goofy or whatever maybe there's a world where like the chests had different parts for your robot or the chest had there's a lot of kitsch k-i-t-c-h on mm-hmm. the character if you don't wear the the i don't know what you the duster the rain jacket whatever thing that goes on him poncho poncho that thing uh, I only wore the one that ever looked like a duster and then just took it off because eventually like you realize all the cool stuff is hidden under it. And that's the part they could have added like, Hey, you know, there's like different stuff to put on him or, you know, like if the cosmetics what if it were... gave you plus three armor and armor was a stat and you could like build that up, you know, like sure. <laughs> this sure. one is good against lasers, but this one is good against the stun thingies. And this one is good against, well, you run into the issue of like, it kind of doesn't matter because it's all laser swords, right? And you so la- laser armor, man, stormtroopers have it. Yeah. Oh, they added new game plus to that game. Speaking of stormtrooper armor, oh, that's uh, cool. You you keep your cosmetics. You lose all your powers, and you can start with a special armor that you see yourself wearing in a vision later in the game. That seems a little thin for a new game plus. That's it. Yeah. How that's is how is it plus? plus? Because you kept all your cosmetics. Mm. Not. It just seems like a new game. New the game, same. New, new game ish. N- new game percent. I don't know. I don't know. What I don't know what half of a plus sign is. <laughs> it's a greater a than. Side. New game greater than. <laughs> Maybe. Well, yeah. I I think that I have come more to terms with what your point is about the feel of the game and the Metroidness of the game preventing you from warping. Yeah, but I wouldn't I, I be just, sad about like, hey, you've got all your powers now. Every planet has a second landing platform. That wouldn't suck. Again, not having played it, I can't answer that question. So, I like, I I defer to you there. But I I really don't want your experience to this to put you off from playing Dark Souls, which is such a good game. <laughs> and like the problem being that you didn't enjoy the combat, you didn't like, like you. You eventually came to terms with it, though, right? You figured out the, like, oh, I can dodge here and roll here, and this is I how long I have in between strikes yeah. and stuff like so that. So I struggled a lot with the combat, not maybe as much as Ken's. Ken's situation seems to be have been that he felt that the game missed inputs. I didn't have that same feeling, and maybe it was because I was on a PC, but my feeling was that my inputs were laggy or delayed and eventually came to terms with the fact that that is the combat is like i push the button and the sword doesn't swing the second i push it he winds up the sword to swing it the second i push it Mm -hmm. it is a uh, the term i'm trying to think of it's like the term is animation priority when you hit the button the animation has to happen and then the next button can happen yeah so, so like, it, maybe you can cut off the backswing of the sword if you hit a button again or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's no way to stop him lifting up the big sword and swinging it over his head and back down. That has to happen. Then you can hit another button to dodge or whatever. Right. Yeah, you can't really cue stuff either. Yeah, you have to wait for animations to finish or time them right. to almost have finished. Yes, exactly. Um, I definitely got a handle on the combat. Uh, obviously, there was a, I had a lot of 
my issue with the game was a lot of camera issues actually which would prevent me from doing anything other than just wildly pressing buttons to try and get myself unstuck from a corner um yeah i i no defense for that and some of the dark souls games are bad about that in some fights as well it's just like oh does this like arena that's like a cool gothic cathedral have a bunch of weird nooks and crannies that you can get stuck in (laughs) man it looks really good too bad you got caught in that corner and brutally murdered by this weird (laughs) dog or whatever yeah yeah um the only yeah i i hear what you're saying i know how much you love dark souls i just don't know if you're saying the combat is maybe better maybe that's the thing i just don't know if if the combat is mostly similar if a non well, there are Star options Wars skin right like would get me to play it the the thing is is you have options and you know you can you could punch them with your fist i don't recommend it it doesn't do very much damage but you can mm-hmm. and if you don't like the giant sword that you're using because it swings too slow or there's no opportunity to hit him because he's blocking all the time or whatever, you can switch to a spear that goes through shields or you can switch to magic, which can just blast him whatever from far away. You can get a bow and arrow. You can do like you have a bunch of options and they're available to you all the time as long as you're willing to pause the game and switch weapons, you know? Right. So I, the feeling in that game that is the best. And I assume it's the same in this one when you just know what you're doing and you see the boss coming over and you're just like, no man, sidestep, hit him (laughs) in the back, turn around, stab him, run around, you know, flip over and do another attack. Would you just have the whole thing down? That feeling is the best feeling in those games. And these games just give you that. Like I am in the complete master of everything that's going on here. And it's, it feels so good. So if you had to pick between dark souls, one, or Sekiro. Oh, now see the the answer to that. Sekiro is actually a lot more <laughs> like your your Star Wars game there, ah, because you, there are no choices, or well, a lot less choices. You always got that sword. Ah, you can't okay. get a different sword. Got it. Um, but you know, you get little like side weapons or whatever uh, in that one. I like Sekiro the combat really, really a lot. That game is way harder than some of the Dark Souls games. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, man. Not being able to use a shield. Big difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there you have it. If you have comments about Star Wars, Dark Souls, Waffles, Civ 6. Game Boy Micro. Ga- Game Gear Micro. Game yeah. Gear. See, I can't say it right. <laughs> <laughs> or even if you want to tell us which one you like better, Steel Reserve or Colt 45. Michael, where would you send it? You can send us an email at podcast at we were gamers. We love hearing from everybody. Uh, you could also find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can go to our website, we were gamers.com. You can find us on the YouTubes um, where we have all yeah. of our episodes. We have some fun playlists there's of a, there's, sub-pods. Yeah, there's, and you know what? Today, I'm making the commitment. Today, with this podcast, you could go over to our YouTube and watch a little portal it'll be up Ooh. Yeah. all right mm-hmm. yeah a little bit more portal that's on the youtube did you the uh it. the build video go up yet bro I, i'm it, i'm learning this program <laughs> okay it's coming it's coming out <laughs> i'm there. trying i'm really it's it's uh you know everything in the world is a lot let's just say yeah it is man and uh, videos sometimes fall behind. 
but we're not going to end on a sour note. Go watch that portal video. It's fun. We get stuck in the middle and it's really funny. <laughs> That's I'm right. Gonna, we did. It sounds really good. <laughs> it's, it's definitely entertaining. We, it was the first time I think we really got, really got stuck in portal. So go give it a yeah. shot. I'm recording an MKV now, so that's at least something. Yeah, I'm recording an MKV also, and now that I know that, because it took it took Handbrake, Handbrake re-encodes the whole thing. So you'd take an hour-long encoding, dump it into Handbrake, and then Handbrake would take 15 minutes to re-encode. Eh, not even that long, probably eight minutes, because it's just audio. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, it's just it back it's out. audio. Like, eight minutes to re-encode an mp4 whereas the remux setting in obs is just like repackaged done cool <laughs> yeah kind of fun and that i need the mp4 to work in that resolve program which i'm still getting the hang of i don't know if you noticed it's a little the audio sounds a little different did um, you do the star wars one in that yes Okay, I didn't notice a difference, so that, that was the last, last one I've listened to. Oh, okay, so last week's podcast and the week before that, I think also all rec- all edited in that Resolve program. So I noticed between the last two weeks that I've gotten a little better. I, like, I've made the decision, I'm just going to get incrementally better at the program, and like the audio things that bother me a little bit may not bother most other people. Getting incrementally better is how you get better at anything. Like, that's <laughs> just life, man. I I know, like, especially one of those things where, like, with this, you know, it's like art almost, where, like, you don't feel like it's good, and, like, it has little things that bug you, and so then you don't want to put it yeah. out because it bugs you. Yeah, and also, you know, the, every setting is, like, it's different. It's, like, even if you used the same settings from Audacity, like, the same exact compressor settings, the same exact this setting, and, and like, interpolation by the program does it differently. And so it doesn't sound yeah, the same. Because it, it's using different math on the waveform or whatever, and so then it sounds different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shit's complicated, man. <laughs> don't don't let anyone ever tell you that things are easy with relation <laughs> to technology. They're lying. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is a fact, Jack.